and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of August 17th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So this week we have not a lot of news, but an awful lot of other things. Uh, we have a uh, little bit of news. Uh, we have a, a couple brief discussions of some new Titans return toys. Uh, we have Till All Our One number three. And we have More Than Meets the Eye, number 56, uh, the the first look at what's been going on with Red Alert and Fort Max. Uh, well, to start with, let's let's get to the news. The Twitter accounts for both the Transformers movie and Michael Bay have been full of uh, reveals for characters, exciting new Transformers 5 forms, which are exciting, I guess. <laughs> There's been, uh, they've put up, uh, just character sheet looking, uh, images for Megatron, Barricade, and Bumblebee. These very much look like a concept art format. Yeah. yeah. Megatron, uh, I saw someone on Twitter pointing out that Megatron looks like Ultron's son. Yeah. <laughs> it was like last we got that, saw the, him, he was Galvatron the truck who was sort of Megatron y, but not really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now he's got that, uh, you know, he's got the, uh, the big sort of tusky bits that are a lot like. Yeah, that, that apparently flip uh, out. A lot like Ultron. Which is weird. Yeah! Exciting. I'm sure that will be very useful and relevant to many things. Uh, <laughs> Bumblebee pretty much looks like Bumblebee. Uh, he, he yeah. is Bumblebee. Uh, Barricade. Uh, is, is a little bit redesigned as far as we can tell because they all just look so, like sort of a, a mishmash of random mechanical bits yeah. as they always have. Yeah, Barricade does look kind of more like Bumblebee or, uh, uh, what was the Stinger in the last movie? The red one? Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like, he's more rounded like that, but he's got a lot, lots of little evil cop detail on him other than that. His face is different. He's it's always been fun for that. Yeah, but he's got like um brass knuckles that say punish and is it one of some of them say punish and enslave backwards and he's got other things on his elbows to elbow drop people and handcuffs and a gun and nightstick. He's just covered I'm, in detail. I'm, I'm a little wary of uh bringing bringing specifically evil cops into things right now. Though I would think that would be, like, the sort of thing Michael Bay wouldn't be so into. Yeah. Given his political leanings. But... On one hand, yeah. On the other hand, maybe he'll luck into getting it right accidentally. <laughs> I was thinking, on the, on the other hand, maybe he just doesn't think about it that much. and That also seems likely. That, he just didn't think that hard about it. Also, like, Barricade has brass knuckles that are protect and serve. Oh, okay. Like, the letters etched into it, and that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty great. They're backwards, so when he punches you, you can read it. You know, yeah. So when when it's in your rearview mirror, you can you can yeah. read it. And I'm looking through the uh, Transformers Twitter account, and Hound is more medic-y this time around. Yeah, they Although are. that seems to only be the case because he has... Red Cross symbols slapped on him. Yeah, actual Red Cross symbols. They're allowing... 
that's been a Transformers thing where they haven't been able to use it like forever on ratchets because stuff, something, whatever, rights to. It is a registered trademark of the Red Cross. Yeah, it, it makes sense, but the the fact that they're using it now on what is Robot John Goodman covered with bullets is kind of weird. <laughs> well, let's be fair. This is clearly concept art, and concept artists don't think about shit like trademarks while they're drawing up concept yeah, art. But yeah, we saw that that green truck, and I think that had Red Cross symbols on it. Maybe it was a while ago. I feel and like then, we're giving more thought to this than Michael Bay is. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, uh, but I don't want to short. I don't want to shortchange I mean, ILM too much. Yeah, I'm sure the actual concept artist gave thought to it, but I don't think I think Michael Bay looked at it and said, "Yeah, that's good." Did we mention Hot Rod last week? I think so. Uh, because I was disappointed that he was insufficiently red and had insufficient flames. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, God, and the tweet on the account is, Hot Rod, this is no cartoon. Uh, 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 was that the thing that, that led me to uh, to bring up the whole story? About, no, it was Combiner Wars that led me to bring up the whole story about San Francisco getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So, but but again, <laughs> oh man, I've never read anything that's maturely written with Hot Rod in it. Imagine, uh. imagine such a thing. And then go, go buy it, go buy more than meets the eye. Yeah. And it's weird because yeah. they made Drift Red now. So mm-hmm. Rodimus couldn't be red. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Drift coon is more important. <laughs> so, also, uh, speaking of Japanese things, uh, we have now seen pictures of the Takara Tomy releases of uh, Titan's Return Blur and Scourge. Uh, and I have to say that this is probably the blur I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, there's a difference? I, well, I don't want blur. There the is a significant difference. There's a massive difference. And I say this having looked at blur like this past weekend and gone, eh, those colors aren't great. Uh, wait. Like going into the store with the intention of, okay, if there's a blur, I'm going to buy it. Seeing the colors and going, well, maybe not. So the Japanese <laughs> version is more saturated, and he has white boots. Well, yeah, it's got. Uh, boots are I mean, good. his. Gosh, the the Titans Return one, I can't even really describe very well. It's it's a very, it's entirely blue. He doesn't have significant details, and the colors of blue are not significantly differentiated. Uh, and it's a very sort of odd. I don't know, Alex, you probably know the the uh, specific terms for this. Just that odd shade it is. It's like a uh, dirty mid-tone turquoise rather than an actual blue. Yeah, I was going to say, well, my in, in my uneducated way, I was going to say that, yeah, it looks like it has a little too much green to it. So it's more like uh, brainstorm so... colors? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which makes the uh, Titans Return brainstorm even more baffling. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, blur is the uh the Japanese one looks you know more like the movie. He's got the white bits. He's got dark dark blue legs and details, and he's got light light blue. Uh, the the blues are not nearly as close together. 
Uh, I can't tell if he uses, I'm guessing he probably, or, you know, their releases are probably not using that odd, shiny, shimmery plastic that the American ones are. Hmm. Which, I don't know what the deal is with that plastic. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I think it does look cool. On the other hand, it worries me slightly after stuff you've brought up. Yeah, we were discussing this this weekend because cause Alex was hanging out here with me. And uh, we picked up a few Titans return toys and with the deluxes we we were uh we were discussing how the plastic that sort of shimmeriness to it is a lot like the gold plastic notorious oh. for gold plastic syndrome and we were concerned that possibly the new you know this new generation of designers that they have there we're wondering if they're aware of gold plastic syndrome. Like, I, I hope from a material science standpoint, the old formula that had the issue has just been retired altogether. Yeah. And also, I don't think there's been enough, like, uh, turnover in the engineering department versus the design department, but still, I see it and I worry. Yes. I mean, we, uh, Aaron Archer did say that they had, uh, managed to find a gold plastic that was ideally not uh, susceptible to just randomly breaking after a few years. Uh, but yeah, this will, I'm, I'm curious to see in about 10 years if these toys are going to just start falling to dust or if this is something that's perfectly fine. Well, and Wasn't you know, there like a new swirl plastic in some of the movie toys, like some of the bumblebees? I don't know if it was this world. Hmm. Well, all I have is... I don't know. I only could even be... This could even just be literally swirled plastic where they have, like, multiple colors of plastic that they're injecting at the same time, and they're just doing, like, two shades that are just a hair off of each other. Hmm. Hmm. I was I was wondering if it was maybe, like, when I used to do Gundam kits, and I would make uh, what I called cartoon gold by just mixing a yellow with a silver. <laughs> to make basically metallic yellow. So, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's maybe a little worrying, but we're, we're going to see. I, it doesn't look from these pictures like, uh, they're using that in Japan, but who knows? It's entirely possible that that's a thing. Uh, it's also off- entirely possible that this is stock photography and not based on final product. Yay! <laughs> that is also entirely possible. They could be hand painted. Uh, and the scourge, scourge is less. I mean, the American scourge is scourge, and the Japanese scourge is scourge. He isn't as off as Blur was, so you know, shrug. I'm sure people who care more about scourge might might have more detailed. Well, wasn't there something weird with that. scourge? Was it like his legs were wrong in the Titan Masters version? Huh, I'm. I remember somebody complaining though. about something about him. I forget what it was. It probably just was it. Was it his mustache? Did he have his mustache? No, <laughs> I, I think it was like like he wouldn't lock together in vehicle mode, or like his legs were floppy or something. Oh yeah, and that's. I mean, that's just going to depend on the plastic used and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I don't know. Uh, but but here, David, for your sake, I will share an image of the uh the American blur so you can see how off that blue looks. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen it in stores and not picked it up because I didn't want blur and 
Oh, he's all like the same shade almost. That's whoa. he's all the same shade, and he's slightly greener than in this render. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want, so, I want that mind wipe so bad. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not usually a oh my god, wait for the Japanese version sort of person, but in this case, the Japanese version. But the US version has a significant issue that the Japanese version seems to fix, so there you go. Other than I wonder that, if this is mm-hmm. from them basing the deco more on the original toy than on the cartoon model. Maybe. Mm. <clears throat> in other toy news... Yes, and in other toy news, uh, there was an interview recently with one of the Hasbro designers on the Transformers team, uh, with Bleeding Cool. Uh, Hasbro Transformers Senior Design Manager John Warden. Uh, and the, the interesting thing, there's, you know, there's some interesting stuff. A lot of it's stuff that, you know, long time people, people who have been to, uh, Q&A sessions at BotCons are familiar with, uh, talking about how they work with, uh, Takara Tomi, et cetera, et cetera. The, uh, the noteworthy thing, and I'm just going to read this, uh, I'm going to read this, this quote. When we shared the idea of Sentinel Prime with IDW, they got really excited that it would work really well with their storyline. The idea of him resurrecting and coming back to a world where maybe he doesn't fit in is an exciting place for them and their continuity in the universe. We feed off the fans of theirs, too. If you look at their comic book series, you have great female characters like Victorian and Nautica. (laughs) And I think as fans look forward to the future of Titan's return, they can expect more and more of these characters from the IDW universe to be brought to the line in a really interesting way. Yay, Victorian! Mm-hmm. Yay, <laughs> also, yay, Victorian! Yeah, so, uh, that was a, and, and wasn't, uh, there a name drop for her before? Yeah, it was mentioned in, maybe it was another toy talk, I know it came up somewhere. So, uh, that's, uh, that seems that's pretty, promising. yeah, that, that seems like almost absolutely certain, which is exciting! Yeah. I mean, they've, they've done some very good IDW-based designs before, so, so I'm definitely hopeful about that. There is one thing that leaves me worried about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. An interesting way. Alright. I would be slightly worried that they might do Nautica as a Titan, like one of the, uh, just the head. Entry level head with playset figures. Oh, that mm. would be sad. I mean, she'd get a little boat, presumably, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, you could yeah, just that, stick that her on a scourge, and that's well, it's not purple, but it's close. <laughs> Spray paint it purple. Yeah. There you go. That's that's fine. Okay, that's yeah, acceptable. that works then. I'm I'm sad. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, shall we move on to reviews at this point? Sure. Yeah. I think it's time for reviews. Uh, Alex, did you want to talk about one of the toys that you got this weekend? Sure. I, I'm willing to talk about any of them. Okay. Except presumably. the Skull Cruncher, who I didn't actually open yet. Yes, presumably. Well, that's fine, because he's the one I got, so he would yeah. be the one that, that I would bring up. Yeah, just pick one. Tell us what you think. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll go with uh, Hardhead. He's relatively simple. He's... Exactly what you'd expect looking at him. He's not really full surprise, but he's fairly well made. Like, everything seems to fit together the way you'd want it to. 
It's interesting that they did a weird panel in the back where his gun connects to let it actually aim up and down, which is pretty neat for something that's a detachable gun. The head's nice and has multiple places it can fit in vehicle mode. And all in all, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Pretty good toy. Pretty good toy. Yeah, I'm happy Yay. with it. Uh, yeah, I got Skull, Skull Smasher, which I'm going to put in quotes because, I don't know, I just, I can't, I can't ever get my head around actually using these, like, updated, trademark-friendly G1 names. Like, Trailbreaker is still Trailbreaker, and <laughs> Slingshot is still Slingshot. Uh, but, but yes, so Skull Cruncher, who I primarily picked up because having, uh, Having my uh, enthusiasm dulled for Blur by his dull color scheme, uh, I, I remembered that uh, Skull Cruncher had that bit in More Than Meets the Eye where he is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do that. Uh, so so I got him. He's he's all right. Uh, and, and it's actually kind of funny because that's like the last toy, especially if you listen to our Stasis Pod podcast, you would think that would be the last toy that I would get because he's both a Decepticon and he's a beast. <laughs> but, but no, I, I got the one that was an animal. Uh, his, his tail, the problem I've been having with him is that since his back legs don't really articulate very much, I have trouble getting him to like stand in animal mode with all his limbs <laughs> touching the ground. Uh, because his his tail just sort of sticks straight out. I really like the sculpting on his alligator mouth. Just his whole alligator head and how his uh, his tongue and his teeth are sort of a rubbery uh, plastic. And he's he's pretty cool. I think there are some things that could have been maybe a little better, uh, but probably budgetary concerns. Mm. Uh, I imagine it would have been more expensive to give him an articulated tail, for instance. Oh yeah, a slightly uh, different tail of some I, kind, but you know, and maybe back leg knees for his beast mode. Yeah, but uh, I I don't understand why his head has black soulless eyes. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's something I may have to remedy myself with with some paint. Uh, but I mean, he's he's definitely you know I I enjoy having him. Uh, he is a pretty fun toy, and I can put Crash Bash's head on him because Crash Bash is the absolute best toy ever. <laughs> oh yeah, Crash Bash is amazing and completely spoiled me expectation-wise for terrible, aka yes. horrible. Who isn't horrible, but just kind of disappointing in comparison to Crash Bash. <laughs> I know. Again, these these beast modes, these mongrel beast forms, are just winning us over. All right, so uh, comics this week. I guess we we did, will. Did you guys start, get a rewind? Uh didn't I talk about rewind already and his his terrible terrible elbows? Oh, maybe you did. I don't. Know. I just got him. I literally just opened him and had trouble getting him into little uh, cassette recorder mode. Yeah, you have to. He's got those little panels that obviously that angle really should have been. Yeah, you got to force it. Uh, yeah. What what I end up doing is just very slowly folding it over. Yeah. You have to be deliberate and maybe kind of try to start the second ratchet turning before the first ratchet does. Otherwise, yes. he's adorable. Yes, David, tell us, he, he's tell us cute. what you he's think about Rewind. I like him. He's probably going to spend most of his life in robot mode once I get a Chrome Dome. Yay! That, he's kind of adorable. He's a nice size. Yeah. They can... 
they can be gal pals together. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's he's fun. I like him. Uh, so uh, yes, our comics for the week. We have two two exciting comics. Uh, we have Talalar One, uh, and that continues the same creative team it has had before. Uh, with wait wait for it here, Margaret Scott, Sarah Petre. <laughs> Petre de Rocher and Joanna Lafuente. Uh, I, I was actually wondering, I was tempted to like just ask somebody on Twitter how many, uh, women they have in creative positions at Marvel right now, because I suspect that we have more on Transformers, uh, uh, <laughs> than the, the entirety of Marvel. I, yeah, that Marvel might have more editors that are women. Well, yeah, but. Well, also Transformers has a, uh, will have a woman editor soon, if not already. Mm. I think, yeah, she's not listed. Sarah Gatos is not listed as the editorial yet. But, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, we, we continue stuff going on on Cybertron, uh, with Starscream still blackmailing Windblade over what Chromia did, uh, which Chromia's, you know, feels super guilty about. Uh, and various other things going on with the Combaticons, who, yay, individual characters for <laughs> combiner teams. I'm, I'm always very excited to see that. Uh, and yeah, they go looking for Swindle, uh, they get Wheeljack involved, they get Rat Trap involved, uh, and in the end, spoilers, they find him. Oh no! Except oh. he's like hooked up to life support and basically brain dead. Oh, poor little Swindle. Don't get to hear him talking. Of course, once he starts talking, he, he kind of takes over a comic. <laughs> yep. I mean, I feel like what they're going to do is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what it looks like they're about to do is try to combine with Brain Dead Swindle to try to get what they can out of his memory, when really what they should be doing is offering a tantalizing deal in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> get that yeah. to, to stir him out. Like, what? What was that? Yeah. That That would be pretty great. Actually, I really, on, on the subject of uh, of combiner teams not getting enough individual love, uh, it's kind of cool that Swindle is like one of the only combiner characters who like is way a above character. and beyond. Yeah, who, who's a character who does stuff away from the others. He got to be an animated by himself. Uh, he he stands alone very much, and uh, so it's it's kind of. Nice to have him sort of, you know, it's, it's about him, but he's not there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really nice to have him not outshining the rest of the Combaticons, which I'm sure is part of why they're even less, uh, characterized than a lot of the combiner individuals is because they have one member who's just way cooler than all the rest <laughs> of them. Yeah. Well, Brawl and Vortex aren't given a lot of characterization in this, but yeah. they're there. And and it's very interesting to, you know, seeing them debate uh, between, you know, being concerned about Swindle as, you know, a person and being concerned about Swindle as a repository of potentially useful information. Uh, so I, I like it. It's this this comic continues to be really good, really solid. Yeah. Uh, the art is continues to, to also be very good and very solid. I'm enjoying the political intrigue. Hmm. The, yeah. There is one thing also that really weirded me out about this issue. Mm-hmm. 
There is a character who looks exactly like Swerve who shows up in the B-plot about uh, the Combaticons blast off oh, being yeah, part of the um, uh, no, Ironhide police training force. That's a uh, Firecon. Yeah, he's just the same I know who you mean color, because I took a moment. Square. Uh, which one is that? I don't remember. Give me, give me just a moment. Uh, yeah, I've purged all that data from my. But he's my got brain. the same blocky build, big arms, big torso, big head. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah, that made me stop for a moment and and look closely at him. Uh, he's the one who's pink and white. So let me let me open all these tabs from <laughs> TF Wiki and see which one is the pink and white one. It is Sparkstalker. Yeah. So so there we go. It is Sparkstalker. Uh, and yeah, I think he. I know there have been Firecons in the background of some of the uh, Caminus stuff. Yeah, the the purple one was central in like the Combiner War stuff because he was helping. Whichever mm-hmm. one the purple one was. Wait, I just closed those. I just closed <laughs> those tabs. Uh, that would make be sense Cinder. if the Firecons would all be Camions. Yes, that would be Cindersore. Yeah. So, so yes, that is not actually Swerve. Uh, that is uh, a Firecon. Yay! Yay! Really obscure stuff. And, and I appreciate that they're really identifiable because those, they, they were the, they were some of those transformers who had a gimmick that really hindered their ability to really transform much at all. Uh, so they're just kind of a box with some legs and, and wings and a beast head sort of tilted towards the back. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's kind of nice to see them still having that very identifiable shape in this. Yay! Yay. Uh, so yeah, any other thoughts on that? It was good. I won't. It. I think this might be the most noir a Transformers comic has been. No mm, I can see that because there's so much. I mean, there's so much intrigue and. Yeah. Plotting and such going on in the background. Yeah, it's it's a classic post-war story. People trying to adjust afterwards. Mm-hmm. It is kind of it is kind of weird that Rat Trap can just go get the Enigma of Combination. Yeah, well, I mean, on one side, yeah. On the other side, he's he's like the one character who could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two things: a, he's like Starscream's right hand man at this point. And B, he's Rat Trap. Yes. So, between those two things, whatever he doesn't have access to, he can probably get access to. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a little interesting. But at least in in this one case, it it does seem like like you said, if if anybody was going to do it, it would be him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess the. They are going to get the Enigma combination and combine. Didn't they? They did combine before, right? In Combiner Wars, and then and that's. Wait, no, was it a Combiner Wars? I thought. Possibly before it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it an old eight? No, maybe it was after. No, the Ineations. It was just Menasaur, right? In which ones? The 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 revelations. What the the old IDW stuff? The the Asians. the, The stuff Furman was writing. Wasn't it only minutes? I don't remember. I don't know. I wasn't reading them back then. Yeah, I was, I was getting them and putting them at the bottom of my read pile and not getting to them. <laughs> All right. So 
we have we have a new more than meets the eye this week. Yay! Oh, oh my no! God. I. I will say that usually when we get a a new issue of More Than Meets the Eye, I read it the moment it is available, and then <laughs> I spend like the whole rest of the weekend nagging Alex and David to hurry up and read it already so they can feel my pain, even though you know they have other things to do with their lives. I would have liked uh, to have read it this weekend, but I did not have power for twenty five hours. So wow, there was that. That's, uh, that's fun. Yeah, no, no, it was not fun. Not on a hot (laughs) August day with humidity that's like 75%. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this weekend was terrible for, for most people. So, apart from the weather, uh, but this, this, it's a good issue, but it's not quite that like, oh my god kind of good (sighs) issue. It's, it's a little lower key. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm not going to do the whole detailed recap thing, uh, because it's a habit I should get out of. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it is a, a new story that is away from Rodimus and Getaway and everything else going on. We go back to Fortress Maximus and Red Alert. Uh, Fortress Maximus, of course, was declared the new duly appointed enforcer of the Tyrest Accord. Uh, and they have been hanging out on Luna 1. And for those who remember uh, the Remain in Light storyline, uh, Luna 1 is most notably the uh, the location of a huge graveyard of Titans. So, hey, if those Titans are going to be returning, there you go. So, yeah, I, uh, I like that Cerebros was in it. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> that was nice. There? It was nice, but I was like, Oh, where'd you come from? Oh, you came off panel a year ago. Well, Whatever. I mean, obviously they've been, you know, bringing in other people to help them there because there, there are a couple others who show up. Uh, also there is, uh, there's, there's the goat. He looks so cute. <laughs> His name is Bolt and he turns into a goat. He's one of the guys they fixed who had been domesticated in the, Scavengers story where they found all the lobotomized Transformers that were being turned into robot animal pets. Yes, I believe it's the start of that story where they mentioned that Skull Cruncher, they're watching Skull Cruncher do, do stand up. Oh yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, they've been slowly working with the, uh, domesticated animal bots that they rescued, uh, getting the whole process reversed, getting them back to normal. Uh, getting them back to, you know, being sentient. Uh, but because, of course, they're, they're still around. We get this goat. He's such <laughs> a great goat. Uh, I should note that at this point, we have art by Priscilla Tremontano, uh, rather than Alex Milne, which, I mean, it's, it's not such a different style that you really notice immediately. Uh, but. Well, no, not, not really, I guess. I did feel like it seemed a little looser, and I'm trying not to say something that's going to have more connotations than I mean, but, like, <laughs> if you had a spectrum that was from Alex Milne to Josh Bertram line work, mm-hmm. this seemed like it was maybe 30-40% of the way across the spectrum. I can see that, yeah. yeah well, it's it's, uh... it's kind of roshi in that it's really cartoony, but... Roche can go more into detail than this. Sometimes uh-huh. too far into yeah, detail. Yeah, this, this was more stylized, and that's yeah. 
kind of one thing I've always really admired from Josh's line work. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, it's got that little stylized thing. The uh, the important thing is that she draws a very adorable goat bot, and <laughs> yes. I uh, I want goat to toy bot with is him. Great. <laughs> His name is Bolt. I I do like when uh, so he's you know he's leaving the station because you know he doesn't just want to hang around there. And, and Fortress Maximus is seeing him off, and he's petting him. He says, can you please not... Fortress Maximus, boundaries, remember? No petting. <laughs> <laughs> he's so pettable. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, and Prowl shows up, and... Uh, I like it, but it almost... Fe- okay. it, it almost feels like... I mean, he's he's obviously just come from Sins of the Wreckers. He's, he's got a, his eye missing still, for one thing. Hmm. Uh, and he's just such an asshole. It's like almost it's overboard. Like prowl. Well, yeah, but it's more caricatured. Prowl is an asshole level. Yeah, which kind of makes sense right after Sins of the Wreckers. I suppose. But yeah, I'm sure he's he's you know. A little, he's he's got his head in interesting places at this point. I'm sure. Uh, Fortress Maximus is of course very angry with him on account of that whole years of being horribly tortured <laughs> at the hands of Overlord thing. Uh, you, you remember that whole thing. Uh, and meanwhile, they have uh, what's his name? Outrigger. I think yeah. that was it. Outrigger and his little uh, friend Beak. Yay! Yes, Outrigger also appears to be, uh, like Cerebros, a, uh, someone who, you know, showed up, uh, as sort of, I don't want to say reinforcements, but, you know, to, uh, man the base, to staff the base. Uh, But he has, he has been going out climbing titans and having his little camera buddy beak. Who I is is not actually he's not directly based on, but he is a little reminiscent of that Armada laser beak. Yeah, the the body is a lot like that. He very blocky. Yes, and, and he also uh, has camera functions, which is also yes. a lot like that laser beak. Yeah, and he's uh he's doing one of one of my favorite things with modern Transformers stuff, and doing something that's pretty much a, a direct analog to things that people do, uh, which <laughs> is that he's uh putting all his adventures here on the Cybertronian YouTube. <laughs> he has 16 subscribers. Is, <laughs> yeah. If you include himself. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So, so yeah, that's I I like that stuff because it's it's always used in just these adorable, charming ways like all the stuff yeah. like the scavengers editing their own autopedia entries <laughs> and, <laughs> and talking about how great they are. Uh, and then Sentinel Prime shows up. Well, Sentinel Prime's little head. Who, well, wait, what is the head actually called on the toy? I don't know. There's there's definitely some head action going on here. Uh, so I I'm wondering if this if there's like a an issue of uh, mainline Transformers, adjectiveless Transformers that was supposed to come out before this. Because when did GB Blackrock turn into an actual totally Cybertronian Cybertronian? Yeah, I I felt yeah this like does seem a bit out of order. Kinda well, because at the end of what was the the preview of Titan Wars or whatever that issue was called, he was uh-huh. going to Earth to do something. 
And apparently that yeah. something is stealing GB Blackrock and converting him into a headmaster off screen. Yes. Uh, a headmaster but, called, yeah, I mean, um, oh, what is he called? Shoot. Sovereign. Sovereign. So isn't Sovereign the name of the head of, um, Alpha Trion Stoy? Uh, <laughs> it's words, the name of one uh, of the combiner. Toys. Okay, uh, Sentinel Prime's head is gonna be called Infinitus. So, there's that. So I guess, huh. I remember, I remember, Sovereign was the name of somebody else's head. Um, okay. I'm, I'm pulling it up on, uh, on TF Wiki yeah. as we speak. <laughs> so, Sovereign uh, is indeed the name of Alpha Trion's Titan Master. Okie dokie, cause, yes. yeah, cause he's, he's sort of those colors. He's yeah, I guess he is all pinky, pinky and purpley. With some gold. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's got him with him for nefarious means, as it turns out. Uh, I, I love any time that you've got people doing things like eating sparks, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fond of this talk of Titan Masters apparently, like, eating sparks. So that's a that's a thing. That's, that's a crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, though uh, Blackrock doesn't want to eat a spark. He's like, that's kind of gross, dude. Uh, so yeah, let's uh find the the wording. It says through ingestion we can convert life into energon enough to power our host bodies for millennia, uh, which does sound very interesting. If that's I I. Wow, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this if all of the Titan Masters are, like, some kind of horrible vampires. Well, <laughs> or I suppose it's also possibly just an ability that they have. Yeah, it, it's, it sounds like it's an optional thing. Kind of. <laughs> Although I get the feeling, like, Sentinel Prime is probably like a spark vampire at this point. Yeah. Oh my god, Mind yeah. Wipe's gonna be so great. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it makes me think a little bit of uh, of Power Masters. Yeah. Uh, you know, since they they provided power, though they didn't have host bodies so much. Uh, that's sort of an interesting way to see. I I am very interested to see if they're going to approach this in an American headmaster's fashion or more of a Japanese headmaster's fashion. Yeah. Uh, for for those not clear on the difference there with American Headmasters, the uh, larger Transformer and the Head were two different, uh, unique, sentient characters. Uh, and in the Japanese version, uh, the larger bodies were basically sort of, basically mecha for, for these smaller people. Uh, so there was only one person personality there. Uh, and, and of course, being the sort of person who also likes combiner groups not combining i also like when when you have you know two characters having to deal with each other like that uh also i i like uh how priscilla trey montano draws cerebros being like you know expressive it's pretty great really expressive for a guy who's just a visor and a mask yes also red alert is in this issue oh yes. yeah he's sort of the main character of this issue kind of <laughs> He kind of is the viewpoint character, and there's this amazing scene that is just him elaborating on his paranoia that's just, oh, it's the best. Yeah. Oh, yes. That is very good. <laughs> you have to read this, guys and gals. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going back to the page. 
You could read it. <laughs> no, I don't mean we need to read it here. I'm saying oh. to the audience, you need to read this just for this gag. Yeah, because okay. he has a nice breakdown of what he hears. He, he overanalyzes everything that's said to him. It's yes. so meta that even this sentence. Ah, yes, that's <laughs> that's an incredibly meta. I I will I will. This is one of those as a writer moments. <laughs> I really appreciate how meta it was, uh, but I, and I, I appreciate that that Prowl had a moment of a uh, indirect reference to Chrome Dome because Prowl is my favorite terrible X. Uh, yeah. <laughs> such a great terrible X. Uh, Prowl also has a moment of oh yes, that is probably the explanation for my horrible behavior. <laughs> But uh, unfortunately, uh, Sentinel Prime is doing something horrible to Sovereign to power up uh, one of the Titans, and he seems to have gotten merged into some sort of brain module thing, and, you know, he, he's he's having one of those please-kill-me moments. Oh, gooey and icky. That Transformers is so fond of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, given that the, uh, the uh, Revolution preview literally had one of those, uh, there, there was also that. Uh, so yeah, it's a good issue. Not much more I can say with it. There weren't a lot of like, oh my god, holy crap moments, but there were definitely well, a lot it ends of great on a holy moments. crap that we don't have to spoil, but yeah. Well, yes, there there is that as well. Yep. Uh, so we will see what happens with that. Yay! And I I guess this is just one other part to this, and then uh, it's going on hiatus. Ooh. <laughs> Although I understand why. Yeah. It's fine. It, it's rebooting. It'll be okay. Just give me, give me another scavengers issue. Sure, it's it's great. So briefly, uh, did you guys read the revolution second part of the revolution preview at the end? Oh, oh it, no, I missed. That. Oh, it's a different uh, one. Oh, in I did. Action I, Man. I assumed it was the same one again. I I just skipped it. Sorry no, for being bad, everyone. Sorry. That's okay. I I will tell you, it has Action Man. Uh, it has. Rom, both in sort of a, basically the, the concern at this point is that Optimus Prime bringing Earth into the, you know, the Federation basically, uh, has, means that they have now attracted the attention of all the, uh, interstellar bad guys floating around. Uh, so you get some stuff with the Micronauts and Baron Karza. Yay, Karza. And, uh, and stuff about apparently Rom has murdered some people. Well, uh, but I'm they're not really people. They're diorates. It's okay. Okay. They fine. just look like people. <laughs> it's okay. They're diorates. Oh, oh. And, uh, and then yeah, the issue ends. Yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah, there's a reveal, and it's Miles Mayhem from Mask. Yay! Hey, wait, is it is that Blitzwing or what's left of Blitzwing? I think it is. It huh. does appear to be the remnants of Blitzwing. Who, as I recall, got horribly, horribly damaged in a previous issue. Uh, I, I guess I kind of. They can't be dire wraiths, though. They have to be like uh, dismal ghosts. Well, well, yeah, it'll be a different <laughs> or name. Or dreadful but... specters. <laughs> yes, uh, I like dreadful specters. Yeah, uh, that's that's my like favorite that. one. Okay, so basically, but, yeah, that's... when we mm-hmm. get Titan Master Blitzwing, I'm going to be pretending his head is Miles Mayhem. What if it page. actually is? Oh, if it's called Mayhem. Oh, please do that. Please do that, Hasbro. Do, do yes, we Hasbro, know please it's do not. it. Yes, 
that's uh that would be pretty great. So and and yeah, Blitzwing is literally like please let me die. And uh yeah. So so that's pretty great. It's it's pretty cool. I think it's going to be I think the whole revolution thing is going to be a lot of fun. Uh I am glad that it's not really touching more than meets the eye. Uh, and, but, you know, still being a thing that exists elsewhere in that universe. So, and, and, you know, it's, it's an option. I'm sure if James Roberts really wanted to, to have Rom show up, he, he could have Rom show up. Uh, But presumably if he really wanted to have Rom show up, he would have a good reason. Hmm. So, so yes, uh, that, and that is the comics for this week. Yep. Uh, Very exciting. Yay! Huzzah! And uh, I suppose that's that's it for our show for the week. Yeah, for this week we're we're skipping the the mach, uh, combiner wars machinima thingy for this week, so we'll do two next week because we have <laughs> two comics. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that'll fun. be fun. Yes, we next week. I do not think we have any comics. Maybe we'll have something or other. Uh, but but yeah, we'll go ahead and catch up on combiner wars next week uh, with episodes three and four. And have opinions on them, I'm sure. (laughs) Yep. So until then, uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. to have Rom and Mort Meets the Eye? Uh-huh. Rom. Yeah. He's enough reason. Issue two of Rom is out next week. Oh, next week? Okay. I thought the first one was, the first issue was last week. Or was it two weeks ago?